So we're going to start out. We're here with Mrs. Hargrove and Mr. Smith. Just go ahead and give yourselves uh, an introduction, um, kind of a little bit about yourself and what your military experience was like. Um, Mrs. Hargrove, I was Army for eight years. I was three years active duty, one year um, full-time National Guard, and then um, the remaining years um, National Guard. Uh, yeah, I'm Mr. Smith. Uh, I was four years Air Force, active duty all four years, uh, stationed at Seymour Johnson Air Force Base mainly. All right. Um, what were you guys' um, responsibilities when you were in the service? Um, so I started off as a 77 Foxtrot, which is a petroleum supply. I was pretty much a gas station on wheels. And then I moved into um, a Black Hawk unit uh, where I was in charge of um, the fueling place. So the Blackhawks, we had Blackhawks, Chinooks, and a couple of Apaches that would come in, and I was in charge of that. Uh, yeah, so I actually went into basic training. I didn't know what I was going to do. They didn't give me my job until like the seventh week of basic training because I went in open mechanical. So basically any mechanical job um, I could have done. So they uh, sent me off to tech school to work on fuel systems specifically. So at tech school, I worked on A-10s. Um, but then I got stationed at Seymour Johnson. So I ended up working on F-15s. So anytime we would go TDY or deploy or anything like that, we would go with the jets. So basically for my active duty time, I was just working on 15s, uh, maintenance on those. Oh, I love, I love war hogs. A-10s are the best. Even though I worked on 15s, I'm kind of partial to, towards those, but I mean, A-10s are just epic. Yeah. And you see them all the time flying. What was you guys' experience with enlistment? So I signed up in um, 96. That was my junior year of high school. So I did a delayed um, enlistment program. Um, I did not tell my mom <laughs> or, my or my dad until after because I was 18. And um, I kind of regret that because it really um, I saw my dad cry for the first time. And my dad was a Marine. Um, but they were really proud. But I had that year to learn how to run, learn how to do push-ups, so I was ready. Um, and then my enlistment was it was pretty smooth because uh, I had that year to prepare. My recruiter was kind of the worst, but, you know. <laughs> um, my track coach at school was former military, so he helped. Uh my enlistment started out great. Basic training, they put me in charge of my flight. So super pumped about that. That's complete sarcasm, by the way. Because, like, you don't really choose it a lot of times. Um, somebody volunteered to be dorm chief, which is being in charge of the flight at basic training. Um, but he was not good at it. And so the MTI hated him and ended up firing him. And we had done our first PT test at that point in time. And I got 100 on it. So logically... The MTI is like, well, Smith, you're in charge now. Yeah. Like, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I did not want that, right? I wanted to just blend in and kind of like keep my head down as much as I could, right? But I ended up being in charge of the flight for the entire uh, basic training in, in its entirety. But it was uh, stressful, but, you know, it is what it is. After that, um, you know, tech school wasn't bad. And then getting stationed at Seymour Johnson was it was pretty good because I made some really close friends there and, uh, you know, I got to go on a lot of TDYs, so, you know, I was going out to 
South Carolina from there, Vegas, Alaska. You know, I, I went on all these different uh, trips because uh, I was better than some of the airmen. So obviously, if you're going to have a training mission, you're going to pick somebody that's going to do well. And so because of that, I was able to go on all these different experiences and all these different uh, places. So, uh, you know, via all that, I think my enlistment was pretty good and one deployment too. So the, the traveling was awesome. Oh, traveling. Yeah, that's I got what to. We from the Legion, that was like their favorite part about. I got to go so many places that I otherwise never would have gotten to do. You have to stand out as Mm -hmm. as a soldier, as an airman, in order to do those opportunities. Like, because if you're somebody that's going to join the military and be like, "Ah, I'll just I'll get through it," or you're in it for whatever reason, I don't know, free education, then you're probably not going to get on go on those experiences. Get get to go to all those places and see all those things. Um, So yeah. Hmm. So speaking of basic training, do you guys have any? Favorite moments or maybe even horror stories of basic training? <laughs> um, so, like, he kind of mentioned, like, in basic training, you kind of want to fly under the radar. You don't really want to stand out. And I, I kind of coasted through pretty well because I, was, I wasn't I was the best at running, but I was not the worst. I was pretty good. I, you know, I, I passed on my PT tests really, like, I did really well. So, and I was pretty good at shooting. Um, so... I was able to not stand out mm-hmm. until close to the end. I had gotten a raging ear infection, and I didn't <laughs> want to tell anybody. And I just remember we had um, Sundays we would have uh, uh, formation, like inspections, and they would yeah. inspect your boots. <clears throat> and my drill sergeant came up, and he's like, what the H-E-W-S <laughs> wrong with you? And I was like, well, I had, you know, spit shine my boots were looking good my hair was off my collar i was bleeding from my ears wow and he like pulled me aside and he's like seriously like are you okay we need to go to the hospital and um yeah it was did you go to med bay then yeah i went to the hospital and um like i had to get eardrops all the time but it was so bad like it had been hurting for weeks Mm-hmm. And it it got so bad that my ears started, and I thought it was just sweating, because mm-hmm. um, it was. It, I mean, it was South Carolina in yeah, July, warm, yeah, humid, and, yeah. It's funny because a lot of times people do that. You'll get injured or something in basic training, but you don't tell anyone because you don't want to get like held back or like stay at basic training any longer than you have to. Mm-hmm. So you suck that up. <laughs> and you don't sleep under, like, because literally they want to bounce a quarter off of your cot. Yeah. So our beds were always, we didn't sleep under the blankets, mm. so our beds were always made. Yeah. It was good times. <laughs> Helped. Helped. Mike, what about you? Uh, so it's kind of hard to explain because you have to know a, bit, a little bit about, like, how basic training works. But when you're in formation, you have to have a guide on. Uh, so, like, somebody that's carrying the flag for your squadron. So, uh, I was a part of 323rd, and so you have a 323rd flag. And there's one person, a part of your flight, that holds the guide on. They're the guide on bearer, and you have the guide on. So, when you go into uh, chow to E, mm-hmm. right, the guide on has to set your actual, the guide on bearer sets the guide on itself in a specific spot. Like, there's a place where all the guide ons are uh, placed before you go into chow. Well, we came out one day, and ours was gone. Like, somebody took ours we don't know where it went right and we explained this to our mti and he and he wasn't mad or i shouldn't say he wasn't mad he was mad but he wasn't like mad at us specifically right and so um we needed to get a guide on though because you can't just walk around on base without a guide on right so uh one time at pt you put it in the pt racks 
our NTI was being slick. I mean, this is, we're later in basic training, so like he, he has a little more rapport with us. He's, mm-hmm. It's not as much yelling and more like, you know, training at this point in mm-hmm. time. And so he told our guy on Barry, he's like, hey, go steal one of those. <laughs> and so we're like, dude, is he serious right now? Like, are we about to steal a guy from another flight? He's like, yeah. <laughs> and so our guide on bear runs over to the uh, PT stand, grabs somebody else's 323rd guide on. And that's as the kid who is the guide on bear for that actual one is coming up to it. And so that kid's like come, like running after our guide on bear saying, no, that's our guide on. Because like, he's like a first or second week or so. He's freaking out, right? He's about to get killed by his MTI because he lost his guide on. And so we're like literally our MTI sees our guide on bear running with the guide on with the other kid chasing after him. He's like, all right, ready, let's go, come on. And he like put us into formation really quick. And he said, all right, double time. And we're like out of there. We just like stole some dude's guide on and then booked it out of there. So that that kid probably got murdered when he got back to the, the dorm. How many, Poor like, kid. So we had three drill sergeants. Yeah. How many did you guys have? Uh, so ours kind of rotated throughout the course of basic training. At any given time, we would have at least two to three. Um, but like the one we started with, we only had one that we started with that we also ended with. Um, then the other ones kind of went in and out. So the one that we had started with knew us from day one, and he was the one that had <laughs> told us to steal somebody else's guide on. We had three the whole time, and there was there was the really, really mean, scary one. Yeah. And then there was the one really, really nice one. He'd bring his family and stuff on Shut Sundays. Shut up. They actually did that? And then, um, then there was the one that was like, Maybe unstable. Like he kind of <laughs> reminded me of like the Tasmanian devil because like one you never knew what was going to happen. The next minute he'd be like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and um, he's and, and he was also like we were his first rotation. Oh geez. And yeah, so. he's, probably, he's probably still learning how to yell at people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Finding it, that it it was an interesting, uh, but we had them all through. And then AIT, you'd go somewhere else for AIT for right, your right. MOS training. Mm, yeah. So, uh, I think we heard that we heard that quite a bit with the Legion about how, over the years, um, I guess drill sergeants or whatever, the, your your higher ups that the treatment you've gotten from them has just gotten different over the years because we had two older guys and then two younger girls and it's just like they they were comparing their own stories about how these guys were getting yelled in the face and spit on and called all these names and then these girls had like. They couldn't nicer treatment, not still not nice treatment, but nicer. In '97, they couldn't treat you because that was um, George Bush might have just come in, or it was the end of Clinton. I don't remember, but um, it, they couldn't touch you, but they sure yelled at us. And I don't know when you went, but there was no cell phones when when I went in, but there were calling cards and. Oh yeah, um, no, they still had calling cards for some kids, but they allowed you like I think it was ten minutes once a week. That you could call yeah. home and say, "Hey, I'm okay. I'm alive." Yeah, <laughs> and that was about it. But yeah, I, I mean, I think our guy flights were still like yelled at and all, all the same stuff that you would you would think of with they basic call it training. Smoke us, they'd smoke us. Yeah, and I mean, you I you were holding your rifle out with your arms out forever, or your yeah push ups for kicks, yeah. Where's yes. your nose at? On your face, exactly. <laughs> Get down and start pushing. That was I heard that way too many times. Because as dorm chief, like you're in charge of the flight. Anytime your flight messes up, you know who's getting in trouble? Person who's in charge of it. Yeah. I did not like training Rivera. That dude sucked. 
he messed up all the time, and so then I had to do push-ups because he couldn't do his things right. Oh, my gosh. Good times. Um, <laughs> good, good times. Good times. Yeah. You, can, you can look back on it now and say good Yeah, times. it's fine now, but <laughs> if I met him, I'd still, I'd still punch him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's probably a few of those. <laughs> um, did you guys have a favorite memory of all your time in service? There's so many. Uh, one that just gives, uh, just as we were talking, uh, we would have to do staff duty, and that's 24 hours on, and you'd have 24 hours off. Mm-hmm. And I just happened in basic training had 24 hours on, and I was sitting outside, and all the drill sergeants were sitting there watching this boxing fight. And mm-hmm. I'm like, why are they? Like, they're so into this fight. And then, like, all hell broke loose. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is going on? And it was the Mike Tyson fight where no he way. bit the oh, Holyfield yeah. yeah. ear off. And so it was just like, I'll never forget <laughs> that crazy. moment. And there's so many, like I, I have, I could write a book. I mean, yeah. I, I was, um, our XO's driver for a while. He was our first Lieutenant. Mm-hmm. And, um, so wherever he would go, I would go and I would drive him. And he was really like probably a, a big mentor of mine. And, um, and this is not a great memory. It's really sad. But he had committed suicide. Mm-hmm. And um, so I really look back on the times that I got to spend with him and learn from him. Mm-hmm. And um, that was really, those are special memories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mark, what about you? Yeah. Uh, so when I was deployed, me and my boy Silva, um, every Sunday, the Army side of base would serve curry. So we went over to, like, they had the good food over there. Like, I don't, I don't know. People always say, like, oh, Air Force has all the nice stuff. But I, I'm not kidding. When it came to food, when we were deployed, Army had the stuff. Like, Crab Army had Lake the Lake Fridays. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. See? See what I mean? See what I mean? They gave us absolute garbage on the Air Force side. I'm not kidding. Like, literally, our uh, the grill thing that they would use, there was, like, cockroaches on it and stuff. And I'm like, oh, sweet. Nice. No, you went to the Army side of base. And you got their food. And so every Sunday, it was like me and Silva would go over there and get a meal together. Um, you know, it was just the day that we got curry. And I don't know, it was just like a ritual sort of thing. So I guess that was good. I liked that. Yeah, the food was good. That was another one of our questions. Uh, your favorite meal in service? Meal or MRE? Because those are vastly different. Do both. Because <laughs> if you go into DFAC, I mean, not great. But MREs, surprisingly, not bad. Some yeah. of them, yeah. But I would like trade my soul for some peanut butter <laughs> <laughs> out of those MREs. But uh, our chow hall was really good. Um, when I ended up like they were running out of space, I was at Fort Riley, Kansas, and um, so some of us that had been a while, they got us like apartments and paid us BAQ. Mm-hmm. But that meant we couldn't go to the chow halls anymore. Um, it was always like, and this is, has stayed with me almost forever, high protein. Mm-hmm. I just remember so much protein, mm-hmm. and I wish that I had stuck to that. Um, yeah. But the food was so good. Cause, but you were always, I did PT in the mornings, every morning at 6 a.m., and then I would do afternoon PT because I was trying to get promotion points. Mm-hmm. So I would do PT in the afternoon for those that couldn't pass their PT mm-hmm. tests. So I would lead PT. And so I was running like 10 to 20 miles almost every day. Mm-hmm. And 
I missed. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't do that now, but. Food wise, I would say for me it was flight kitchen on Thursdays. So flight kitchen is like a small little thing right next to the flight line. So for the people that are working on the jets, you have to you can't just like go eat a meal, you know, at the defect or something else. Uh, you have to be right there and like eat quick and be back on the jet. Um, so flight kitchen on Thursday had these jalapeno poppers, just top notch. <laughs> I mean, so unhealthy, right? <laughs> Absolutely the worst for you probably, but they tasted so good. And so every Thursday you made sure you got there first because if they ran out of jalapeno poppers, that's just going to ruin your day. <laughs> now, did you guys have – we used to get the – I mean, every everybody's so crazy about the food trucks now, but we would get uh, the – we'd call it the Roach, Roach Coach. Coach. Yeah, yeah, Roach Coach. <laughs> and it had the worst food, but uh, everybody would get so excited Everyone was pumped Coach. about it. They liked uh, some, like, cucumber Gatorade. That was – like, when I was out in Vegas, there was a Roach Coach that had cucumber Gatorade, and it was, like, I guess pretty rare. I tried it once. Garbage. Yeah, I, I thought it was so bad. It doesn't sound good. I mean, that's just my personal opinion, but whatever. Let's go. What was your uh, your reason for joining the military? Oh. If there is a reason. So. <laughs> slip, fall, my, sign a contract. My brother <laughs> was a year behind me, and we were going to go in the Navy at the same time so we could hopefully stay together. Um, the Navy did not want me. The Marines wanted me. And in fact, I did my ASVAB and everything for the Marines. And then that's a whole other story, what happened to my recruiter there. Um, but um, I ended up going in the Army because the Army will take anybody. Marines will take anyone, too. <laughs> yes. If you can, if you can <laughs> sign your name in crayon, you're in on And, you know, hey, today is the Marines' birthday, 247th birthday Happy today. birthday. So, um Chew on a crayon for them. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, so, and my because my brother was a really good student, and I I was um, not <laughs> a, an applied student. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and my dad was getting ready to go into the seminary, and so I felt like that was kind of a higher calling yeah. uh, for him um, to pay for that than to pay for me. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was really aimless. Um, so this was a way for me to get out of the house, get out of my small little town, pay for college, um, that I didn't even use till I was 37. So, (laughs) but it was, I mean, it was kind of like a, I had nothing else to do. Like, so, but I needed to do something. Something. Mm -hmm. I I played too much Call of Duty. (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, mean, I, just, I, want someone, I want somebody to admit that that's actually the reason that they joined the military. Uh, that's actually not my reason. You wanted to experience it. Right, I wanted to experience real-life Call of Duty. No, um, so my grandpa was in the military. He was in the Army. Um, so, like, I don't know, kind of growing up and seeing, like, that's just what you should do, right? You should, you should do your time for serving the country. Because, I mean, we can sit here and enjoy all these freedoms and stuff like that, but you got to realize that somebody... Somebody has to go out there and do it, right? right? And so I figured, uh, I can do my part, right? And so I think that was kind of what motivated me. And originally, I wanted to do a, a little bit different job. Um, so who knows if I'd even be here working at South Adams if I got more of a job that I wanted mm-hmm. in the military. Um, I might have been a lifer, but uh, yeah, I just wanted to do at least the minimal that I could. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a four-year contract, um, you know, so that we can sit here and talk and not have to be worried about anything, mm-hmm. right? And do this freely. Yeah. I think that's all right. Yeah, I can do that. So, yeah. All right. Uh, do you guys have any advice for 
maybe high schoolers that are wanting to join the military? I mean, I I say go for it. Um, it's not easy. I mean, prepare to work hard. I mean, it's physically hard. Um, so I'm glad I had that year to prepare myself. But, I mean, do it. Like, it's... I've been referred to as a flag worshiper by some of my college professors, um, but it's it, like he nailed it. It's something that you can do for your country. It, mm-hmm. it is a calling, though, I think. Yeah. It's um, it's not for everyone. No, it is not for everybody. But uh, I needed that s- discipline and that structure. Um, if I had gone to college, I'm pretty sure I would have made a lot of really bad decisions then. Um so I yeah I I say go for it and I'd love to talk to especially females because it is it is not easy for women but mm-hmm. it's not I mean girls are gonna face harassment no matter where you go right. it's um, but there are a lot of good people mm-hmm. in the military they're a lot bad too but that's everywhere yeah that's just, every, everything I would love to talk to a girl who wants to join the military and kind of give you a real what it's what it's what it's like. Yeah. And it's a lot different now than it was oh, yeah, you know, sure. a few minutes ago when I was in. So. <laughs> I would I would definitely reiterate what you said. Like if you're a female that's looking to join the military, please talk to some female that's already been in the military because it is a male dominated place, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of more set up that way. Um, so just know what you're getting yourself into if you're a female. Um, but for anyone in general that's gonna join the military, go into it with the right mindset. Because I met some guys um, that I was stationed with, that I was getting deployed, um, I don't know, I was maybe stationed at Seymour for like a year or two, right? I was, I was antsy to get on deployment, right? I'm, I'm ready to go. But there was a guy that had been stationed there nine or 10 years, never been deployed. And he was like, why do you want to deploy? Like, why are you in the military? The whole point of us joining the military is so that we can do work downrange, mm-hmm. right? That we can put in that work because you're not really doing anything stateside, if I'm being honest, right? I mean, you're training so that you can be prepared in case, you know, you need to deploy. But, like, my whole point was, I'm here to do work. Let's do it. Mm. And I hate it whenever people join the military or do anything, honestly. And their first thought is, how do I get out of this? How do I yeah. skeeve on this? Right. Like, I don't join the military, mm. right? Unless you're ready to go fight, unless you're ready to be in the thick of it, don't go in. Get your mindset right first that you're going to go in there. You're going to be told to do a lot of crap. <laughs> you're going to have to listen to people. You're going to have to do things that you're not going to want to do, right? But you have to do, you have to be a good soldier, right? You have to be a good airman. You have to be good um, in the in the right mindset, you know? So um, I would just, I would say that just don't join if you're not ready to actually do what's needed to be done. Whole point of Veterans Day. I'd say like, don't, don't come up up to like, I don't know, me, I don't, I don't really care about all this stuff, but find somebody like in your family, like a uh, grandpa, you know, maybe you have an uncle or, or somebody, maybe a close family friend that served in the military, find those people mm. on veterans day and thank those people. Cause I don't think people a lot of times realize like what, what all goes into this. Like you can go and sit at like a, a musical or something like that here at South Adams. Do you think one person in the audience is thinking about the fact that like, Oh shoot, you know, Something crazy might happen here. No, why? Because we're safe in America. We're fine. Yeah. You know, it's a it's a matter of perspective because I guarantee people in Ukraine right now would do anything to have that, yeah. that kind of security. Yeah. So, you know, 
there's a lot that goes into it. And so those people that are veterans, you know, you want to make sure that the ones that are close to you um, are well thanked for what they did. Again, do not thank me. I don't give a crap about that stuff. But find somebody that like is a loved one for you, mm. um, you know, and just kind of show, show them some love, show them some appreciation. People mm. say thank you all the time. And I'm like, welcome <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, I'm never like, i'm never sure how to respond to like thank you for your service like like uh, you're welcome because I, I sometimes I'll that's think, not it's a weird way to like respond to that thing right and that sometimes statement. i'll be like i mean yeah it was great and then i'm like well sometimes it really sucked yeah but, i know uh, i mean you have to go through the job, ringer but, right but uh there's so many people um wearing the hats the vietnam hats or the veterans mm-hmm. wearing the hats or retired yeah. And I usually say something to them. Right. Absolutely. Um, and it's like, I've raised my daughter that way too, because like we were out just the other day and there was a man with a hat on and my daughter like held the door open for him and said, Hey, thanks for your service. And I'm like, that was something I taught her an appreciation. Yeah. 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 Um, she could use a little basic training. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a lot of people that could use a little bit of basic yeah. training. Use I'm some start structure. Naming names. <laughs> you could appreciate a lot of things after you've been through basic training. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, we appreciate you guys being on and uh, thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank you guys. If you want the latest Adams County news and to be updated with all high school sports, then tune into The Burn Witness. Subscribe to our newspaper and follow us on Facebook to receive daily news and updates. The Burn Witness issues three papers per week, both paper and electric. They also broadcast live events such as sports, graduations, and 4-H contests in Adams County. Contact The Burn Witness, 260-589-2101, or check out their social media platforms at The Burn Witness. Having trouble seeing the scoreboard on game nights? Are you struggling to see your favorite player on the field or court? Have you thought about getting an eye care provider? If so, head to Lehman & Bixler Professional Eye Care for your eye care needs. Lehman & Bixler is located in Bern at 305 along US 27. Contact us at 260-589-2020 to set up your first appointment.